What's up? It's your girl Kaya Baby, and you are now tuned into the Encore Radio Show. The views and comments expressed on the following radio program by its hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect the views of. Probably talking more than your rent is about I'm spending money just to make it, we getting it out But that's the hustle, nigga, guess I just figured it out Gold on my neck, goals on my check, holes on my dick Falls on the net, niggas think I rose from the dead Put the pressure in, they fold under that Boopoo niggas only trying to join the cult for the deck No flash, doing shit that never was possible in the past Alright folks, good morning, it's the Encore Radio Show Live here with Wise I.S. Jones And of course we're here with Kaya Baby Kaya Baby Ow Alright, out of Queens. Yes. Oh. Southside? Yes. Southside Jamaica, right? Yes. Okay, um, I'm Astoria, so we're kind of neighbors. But we're, <laughs> we're like in different corners of the borough. Well, I don't live over in that area anymore, but oh, okay. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, we're probably closer now, I think. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. So, um, at Kaya, spelled K-Y-A-H underscore baby. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook? Um, Twitter. Just Facebook Twitter. is Kaya Baby. It doesn't let me space it out. Just smash it out. Damn, 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 damn. And of course, KayaBaby.com. No underscores. K-Y-A-H-B-A-B-Y.com. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us a little about yourself. Kaya Baby, you've been out here for a minute. It's uh, It's been a while. Yes. What, like eight, nine years now in terms of Yeah, uh, like all together, yeah. Mm-hmm. So together, talk to us a little about your journey. How you, well, how it's you been a long journey. Yeah. Um... As you say, like, eight years, I really wasn't going hard with it because mm-hmm. it was just, like, a hobby, something to do. I really wasn't going too heavy with it till about, I'll say maybe, like, five years ago, mm-hmm. four or five years ago. And um, it's been a long journey. It's really it's a lot to say. That's all I can really, to sum it up, it's been a long journey. It's funny because even, like, your natural speaking voice, so I can, like, tell that you're a rapper on the side. <laughs> you just have that sort of, the command of your voice just naturally makes you feel like she spits bars for a living. You can Fox. just tell. That's well, fine. thank you. I really usually don't get that. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, okay. They're they, they not, they not being They're not paying attention. Exactly. They're not paying attention. I mean, I I'm amazed that we do this. Right, true. Oh man, okay. So, um, I see a super talented MC. Now, do you prefer when people say MC or FMC? Which, um, I would prefer an MC because when it comes to females, it's always like we have to be put in a category Mm -hmm. all the time. It's like, who said raps is just for males? Who said rapping is just for males? I like it. But if it it was something that was specifically just for males and Uh. then you made a female term for it, that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. See, that's why I wrote MC (laughs) and not FEMC. But sometimes people, you know, people are a little picky with how they Mm. use it. I don't mind. I use it like hashtags just so, you know, social Mm. network these days. But I'd rather MC. Good. Folks, MC for females <laughs> and males because we are out here rappers except for me. I don't. I don't rap. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like you know, I like your style is your style. Like you're very like from what I've seen from the outside looking in, you're very like this is how I do it. This is my style, and you know if that's not what you like, then fuck you. Oh well, this mm-hmm. is this is why I like. Boom. So, but obviously that's my view from the outside yeah, looking in. Yeah, you got it in a nutshell. Oh, good. Okay, good. So I'm just that. <laughs> and is there anything that I missed from Kaya Baby? Anything that you want people to know about you? No, you got it. Hit it on the nail. My style is my style. I hate when um, 
specifically males tell me I should dress a little more sexy. It's like, mm-hmm. why? If you're not going to like my song, you're not going to like my song. If Facts. I come here in my bra and panties, you don't like my song. You like me. It's mm-hmm. a difference. Like, mm-hmm. I'm here to make music, not make you attracted to me selling sex. Like, that's yeah. not what I'm here for. To and it doesn't even match a lot of my songs. Like, how does that even match what I'm talking about? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. To continue that same thread of um, men acting an ass um, <laughs> towards us women in the hip-hop industry, um, do you have any stories that you want to tell us by any chance or anything? Um, um, or anything that you've experienced? Because you've been in the game for a minute, and I'm sure you've seen quite a lot. I've seen a lot. Yeah. I... Um, Nobody really never tried me like that. I feel like because you um, have that kind of like, I'll fight you, let's go. Like I was, you could curse on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was of called course. a bitch once, mm-hmm. and uh, that got handled the mm-hmm. very next day. Oh, so good. I yeah, called my know. uncle, and he was at the studio before I was at the studio, like right. so, to handle. And you know, that got settled. But it was like, oh, I was, I was just playing, but no, I don't play like that. That's like so if I don't know you. you like that, I don't play like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, so mm-hmm. I bet. So yeah. you know, obviously, there are a lot of politics in this industry. It's very, it's very touchy. Things can be very touchy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, per- I particularly have a certain disdain for politics in general. For mm-hmm. you know how shicey things can really be, but it's a part of the world that we actually live in. Mm-hmm. So you've made some public statements that could be pretty damaging for someone, whether it's a young career or an older career. Um, mm. Are you not afraid of like repercussions of that? Um, a lot of times, which is why it's good for certain artists to have managers, mm-hmm. I do say things and my manager's like, oh no, take that down. That's going to hurt your chance for this mm-hmm. or that or the third. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, if I strongly feel something, like if I strongly feel a way about any topic, I'm not going to erase it because you're basically telling me to erase who I am and how mm-hmm. I feel. And if, if I'm going to put how I feel in the song, I might as well post about it. Facts. But right. A lot of times I don't speak on a lot of things, but a lot of times I do when I when I feel it's necessary. As you should, and yeah. I, I actually really appreciate the fact, appreciate the honesty with that because a lot of times, particularly um, in this industry, people find themselves trying to be politically correct too much, mm-hmm. and then they lose who they are. Mm-hmm. And they just end up being a, a, a former shell of themselves, and it's like, well, people don't, people didn't like you for that. They liked you for who you were, and now you just end up being. So now, when you say trail. politically correct wise, can you elaborate what you mean when you say that? Because you know me, I'm very <laughs> <laughs> keeping it true. Okay, well, I, I, I bring up the one thing that I saw. So you know, you had posted on Facebook a little while back talking about DJs, how DJs they they want you to come out and actually mm-hmm. pr- you know promote them or whatever, and be at mm-hmm. their events that they'll play their they'll play a records almost like you're paying to yeah. play. Yeah. Pay, you know, I don't regret saying anything like that. And I would not. I, I'm glad you don't and because I think it's respectful. Um, like things like that that's uh, so why I, I love my manager we agree on so much and we mm-hmm. we basically have like a partnership i wouldn't even call it like that's my manager but we talk about things like that all the time because he goes through it as well mm-hmm. as a manager yeah. getting djs to do but it's not all djs that's why a lot of times i choose my words wisely mm-hmm. some djs do do that to, to artists and they make you feel like oh well you don't come out here and you don't come out to here but it's like why i have to pay to get in the club and then to be political, as you say, as a rapper, mm-hmm. especially for dudes. See, I can't mm-hmm. even say for female. This is why I feel bad for dudes. You got to go. You got to look a certain way. Yeah. You might got to buy a bottle mm-hmm. and draw attention to yourself when your song comes on so yeah. that people can pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel the other way. Like, if you like my song, you're going to play it. People's going to gravitate to it. Right. And mm-hmm. a lot of times DJs don't understand that sometimes they have more power than the artist. Like, yes, it's our job to come and show love to the DJ for playing the record, of course, and make 
get people familiar with your face. But as a DJ, if you play a song ten times back to back, yo, I'm telling you, this crazy, this crazy. You know the new like the generation is gonna gravitate to it. Like, oh, I Absolutely. like this song. Whether they even listening to what you're saying or not, it could just be a good hook. And mm-hmm. that's what I meant that time about certain DJs. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. call people out when they need to be called out. Mm-hmm. Like, a hundred percent. Nice. Okay, so. You know, enough of about all that stuff. Let's talk about let's talk about you and your work. Let's talk about you and your projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you, you obviously you've been moving for a minute. You have projects out. What do you think is your most well received project to date so far? My most well received, mm-hmm. I would say, um, my first solo mixtape. Mm-hmm. That one is the most. Well, tell everybody what it's what it's called. Oh, the rough draft. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's I mean. yeah, the rough draft. That's on that piff. Mm-hmm. I think that was the most received one because it was my first solo project. Yeah. And it was so unexpected. Like, it was just a bunch of freestyles. And everybody was like, yo, you can spit. Like, I didn't know if you could spit like that. <laughs> hey. So, yeah, that was my most received. My, my last one did okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't do as much heavy promotion. It was just something to throw out because I haven't thrown out any projects mm-hmm. in a long time. So, but definitely my first one. So, what do you, what do you think? It's most important. I have this conversation almost with every single artist that comes up here now, it seems. You know, what do you think is most important? Having a lot of material out or having maybe like one material and kind of pushing that for, you know, some set of period of time? Um, whatever works for the artist, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly consistency. If you're going to push one single, then be consistent with pushing that single. Mm-hmm. If you're going to just throw out songs, just, just throw out songs. But... Um, I see it as you could push a single and throw out songs because you never know one of your throw out songs people might like more mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. the one that you're pushing. Like mm-hmm. I saw that um, on the Dej Loaf interview she had mentioned that she wasn't pushing Try Me. People mm-hmm. just started to like it and that yeah. she had to run without her single. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm used to pushing a single mm-hmm. and throwing out songs here and there. That's what works for me. Bad, bad. Okay, so let me let me do this. I... I, sometimes I kind of like store questions for people. Um, <laughs> I store questions for people, whatever. Cause I like I think about music all the time. It's mm-hmm. part of it's part of why I do this. Um, so, if you had to, I don't want to use the word rate because I think rate is just something that's going to put people against each other. So, like yeah. judge, perhaps nah. compare. Who are who are some of the artists? Who are some of the artists, male or female? that you use as inspiration to get you to where you're at today? Um, like, lately, honestly, myself. No, I'm not, I'm not even being conceited. Like, my no, old no, material, I, I would listen to, and sometimes I'd be like, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, Nowadays, I just try to listen to Pandora, like what's what's recent, what's hot, just mm-hmm. so I can stay in the know. Mm-hmm. Like, not that I'm trying to copy the sound that's out, no. But as an artist, you should at least stay in what's happening now. Like, yeah, you never you're know aware. what Absolutely. could work for you until you get your own platform and then you go your route. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, used to listen to a lot of Eminem, mm-hmm. uh, Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. I was Missy, just, yeah, I was just yes. watching her new video <laughs> last night. Um. I listen to a lot of R&B. Mary J. Blige, Keisha Cole, Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. I listen to R&B mostly because it's like they express their feelings more yeah. than uh, rappers, I would say. Mm-hmm. From my opinion. Like no, I, I think I think I, I What agree, they go actually. through personally, they express it more. And uh, who else? 
Party Next Door lately. Mm. Um, the weekend. Oh. Yeah. What do you think of his recent project? I like it. Oh my goodness. Really favorite like track? It. I don't have a favorite track. Yet. No, really? Because I only listened to it like twice. Oh, actually. okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I definitely do love it. And thank you for saying that because some people come up here and be like, yeah, that's my favorite, that's my favorite song, my favorite artist. And I'm like, okay, well, how many times did you listen to it? It's like, oh, yeah, like Mad Times. Yeah, Mad Times isn't a number. Right? <laughs> number. You know, two times. I mean, not everybody. People don't have <laughs> time to be listening. Here a lot. Yeah, people don't have time to be sitting down and listening to art, to, to projects all all the time like that. Like, yeah. You know, thank you for not You don't. I, and I don't. And I really want to because I'm like, what song is this? What song is this? Like, yeah. I'm in the club and everybody singing everywhere. I'm like, what song is this? <laughs> and I be sitting here like trying to Shazam. Spotify. Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. Yep. Like, okay, put it in my notes. Gotta listen to that later. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like that as well. I'm not a big future fan, and it's so hard. Sometimes I go out to I go out to events, and um, you know I see people like going crazy. Yes. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what song yeah. is this? I be trying to be down, like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I like future. I just don't understand everything. Exactly. I don't. I don't understand it. mumble mouth either, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm a future laughs> okay, so let's let's get back to your music for a while now here. Yes. So you did a you did an, uh, an interview with DJ Enough. You did like two yeah. interviews, DJ Enough. Matter of fact. Yes, I yeah. did two interviews. One, uh, the second one, I had to do over yeah. because somebody lost the footage for the first one. Uh, <laughs> don't you hate that? <laughs> yes, hate that? Oh, yes, God. I had to come back in a horrible snowstorm. <sighs> wow, horrible. But you gave him some bars. Mm-hmm. You gave him some bars. Um, can you give us some bars? I'll give you some bars. Give me some. Bars. Give me a little bars real quick. Uh, I'll give you a little bars at the end. Okay, bet, 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 <laughs> bet, bet. Okay, hold me to We can, we can, we can, we can try, we can try and sort it out a little, like a little rap city, some, some, something. on camera, bet. All right, so when you do, when you do shows like that, mm-hmm. right, or when you do, um, we go up to those, to those, to Hot ninety seven or Power one five, um, or I mean any station in general, right? What do you look to get from those interviews? What do you expect? Um, from is it? Do you expect to get more social media followers? Do you want people to just to hear your music? Do you want people to just know who you are? What are you actually looking for the, from those interviews? Um, for myself, respect and to make my own mark, like mm-hmm. to a point where I can call them myself, like, "Hey, I'm coming to the station." Yeah. Or I emailed you a nude record. Tell me what you think about it, like stuff like that. Building connections with the people up there, producers or DJs or whoever have you up there. So mm-hmm. that's my goal when I go to the stations. Nice, nice. Yeah. Are you are you a good networker? Because I'm not. <laughs> um, I would say yes. I hit up DJs all the time, tell them thank you for spending my records. Mm. Um, a lot of them, usually their reaction, they're so excited because they're like, oh, we never have an artist hit us back or personally. Like my manager gives me a lot of DJs numbers personally, mm-hmm. so I can mm-hmm. hit them up. Like, thank mm-hmm. you so much. They're like, yo, thank you. A lot of artists think they got it made. They give me a record to play. I don't get a thank you, nothing. So yeah, I, I always try to say thank you or hey, is there any beat out that you like that I could do, or whatever, mm. stuff like that. Nice, mm-hmm. definitely. I, I think I I do personally think that's the best way um, to push yourself because. I find that even though on the outside looking in, and even sometimes as you get deeper and you, you, it doesn't look that way, mm-hmm. people do want to help, right? It's just that they've been burned so many times, and I'm I'm coming to cope with this now. Mm-hmm. They've been burned so many times by artists in the past or people that they may have known that they become so cold to new stuff. They become so cold to everything, really, mm-hmm. because they feel like someone is trying to 
get something from them and not you know make it an equal an equal trade-off not that it has to be a trade-off but it's like yo like i like i really i really fucks with you whatever as an artist i already fucked with something that you did you know can you pass a contact to me let me know someone that i should be looking out for like anytime that i interview somebody whatever i always ask them at the end yo is any artist that you should be looking out for like should i should i bring this person on should i bring that person on like what you know what should what should be looking what should we be looking for Mm -hmm. um so thank you for that um i'm sure a lot of uh djs like you said do really appreciate that Mm -hmm. because no one wants to be no one wants to just like spin a record and then like i mean like if the first thing you said to me, whatever, we're going to, you know, I want to make sure that we prom- that yeah. I promote the yeah. interview. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people come on here, whatever, we do an interview with them and the interview drops and yeah, like. We never hear from them you again. Get, yeah, we don't hear from them again. They promo like one time and I don't see it no more. It's like, oh, well, I've been pushing you for this whole week. Like mm-hmm. I spent time editing or well, I and shout out to my new, shout out to my new engineer. Shout my out intern, to Lance. Here, Lance. Yeah. What up, what up? You know, we spent time. We spent time editing. You know, mm-hmm. your audio editing your video. We we didn't do that just for play play. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. come on now. You know. Um. But yes, again, like I said, thank you for that. Um. I'm not gonna dominate the mic today. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pass this to you. Um, I guess what's up. So, Kaya. Um. Well, let's let us rewind back to um, women MCs. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess there are two questions I want to ask. First, um. Collaborate, collaborating with other women MCs, um, what has been your experience there? Has it been any different from anybody else? Have you experienced, is it a different experience or do you experience any drama or what um, has gone on there in your experience? Honestly, I never um, been in a booth with another female rapper at the same time. Really? Only singers, yeah. Um, okay. Would you be Singers interested? because when I write a song and I want it to be somebody to sing it, mm-hmm. my homegirl sings. So she will reference it for me and then I think of who voice would best fit the track. Mm-hmm. Um, the songs I have with other female rappers, they will already like emailed to me, uh, can you do this mm-hmm. or can you do that? Mm-hmm. That's how it works. I don't have nothing against it. Just, no, I understand. I feel some, well, from my point, personal point of view as a female, we just want to get ourselves established first before we can even help a bunch of other females. I love working with other female rappers, but um, I don't know. It's just, we, we do look out and because people think it's beef and it's really not. Like, Remy's cool as shit and mm. Nylee's cool as shit, Naima, Bree. Um, all of those I have a relationship with or, you know, some type of contact mm-hmm. with them. But it's just that we got to work so hard to do our own thing sometimes. It seems like we're against each other, but we really not. We okay. really like working together. People's schedules are crazy. <laughs> like, Naima and I, her schedule is crazy. My schedule don't match her schedule sometimes. And we're trying to work on a project as well. Okay. Nice, so, nice. yeah. So there are projects with you and other women MCs on the horizon. Um. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Yes. Oh. Can definitely. We get definitely. Release definitely, dates definitely. No. I. Cause that's the thing. I'm. We. We waiting for each other to finish. The <laughs> I'm waiting for Remy to get back to me on something. And uh, like I said, Naima and I, we got to mm-hmm. figure out what's. Uh, sorry. What's best for us to mm-hmm. get in a studio. Nyle goes back and forth from here to Atlanta, and okay. Bree does a lot of touring. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Okay. Everybody's all over the place. Those are only females that I know personally. That's why I mentioned them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been in the rap game for a while now. Um, what are five pieces of advice you wish you knew starting out? Um, I wish I knew starting out. It doesn't have to be five. It could be three. But like things, like key things that you wish you had in your back pocket before you really knew you wanted to c- commit to hip hop seriously. Um, I wish I knew the five piece. 
the proper preparation prevents poor performance. Mm. Oh, see, I've never heard that, but that's yes. so. Can you repeat that one more time? For proper preparation <laughs> prevents poor performance. Okay, who told you yes. that? Where'd you get that? Uh, DJ Self actually told me that. Oh, but uh, by that time it was a little too late, <laughs> uh-huh. and I was just like I said, I started going serious five years ago, and that's mm-hmm. when. I was in a little contract, so I was, you know, a little limelight. I had a van with my face on it. <laughs> I was doing songs with, like, Jim Jones and mm. Little Kim and Lloyd mm. Banks or whatever, French Montana. Mm. So, yeah, Uncle Murder, Rod Diggs. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's lit for me. But um, I was really blinded to a lot. Like, I didn't know the ins and outs mm-hmm. of the industry and mm-hmm. how difficult it really is, especially for a female. And, yeah, I wish I knew that before I started out. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what else do I want to ask? I feel like I have so many questions going on in my head. I don't even know where to do it. I have a, a, a manager, somebody you really trust. Yeah. Managers, at least from my experience, because I also, um, shout out to Upcoming Hip Hop. I'm also editor-in-chief at Upcoming Hip Hop. Okay. Um, more, th- I mean, I've had issues with some rappers. I can't name names, of course. But managers are also equally tough and difficult because they're so protective of their artists. Yes. Um, is this your first manager? Um, and if so, um, how did you um, find your manager and how have you two been able to kind of cultivate this relationship where you both, where you very, you trust your manager enough mm-hmm. to manage your life, essentially? Um, I would say we met in a situation, I was with DJ Self, the Selfish Music Group, mm-hmm. um, but that was only a two-year contract. So after that was over, before it was ending, I, I really didn't care to rap anymore. Like my first year in, I was just like, you know, I gave him my all, and mm-hmm. I felt like they were giving up on me. I never really had a management. You know, was self mm-hmm. was name was on the company, and the other guy involved, he was on the. It wasn't really a management thing. It was just mm-hmm. they owned that music label. And uh, Rich now, that's my manager. He's always been in the picture. Like he's always been around. You know, he's been friends with self and the other dude for I guess thirty, forty some odd years, mm-hmm. and. Um, he could tell that, like, I just didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't care to do it. And he was like, no, we're going to get it. This song is dope. I'm telling you. Like, he believed in me more than I believed in myself mm-hmm. back then. And after that situation was over, he was like, you know, I really want to continue working things out with you. And I was like, all right, cool. And ever since, was, I think it's only been a year, actually. Mm-hmm. A year since he's been my manager. Because that's when we had No Your Name out. Well, you said you, you said all right, cool. Yeah, was it too. was it a bigger conversation than that? Because yeah. I oh yeah, I, I just I just summed it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. But, yeah, because um, I know I know what it's like to kind of like lose that inspiration to do something, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it takes a lot of like digging and well, I put in all this work, and you know, maybe mm-hmm. this could work out, but I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. That's, that was my favorite mm-hmm. my favorite term for a long time. Mm-hmm. IDK. I just felt <laughs> that why if I have a DJ on my team aren't the freestyle freestyles that I'm doing or songs that I'm making like always being consistently played. Mm-hmm. But then I found out was a lot behind that when it mm-hmm. comes to being a radio DJ. Yeah. So yeah. like a lot of things I didn't know in the beginning I had to learn. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's let's take a quick break. And when we come back we have more with Kaya Baby. Make sure you guys follow her on Twitter at Kaya underscore baby on Instagram Kaya Baby. Underscore baby. Kaya uh, underscore. Yeah. I, I just see. tell people go to KayaBaby.com because all my icons are yes. right there to yeah. click and follow. So just if you're listening, just go to KayaBaby.com. All her handles are there. Everything yes. is there. Her music, all that good stuff. All of it at KayaBaby.com. Yep. All one word. Shout out to websites, man. YouTube we, is there. Yes. We're gonna, we're gonna, one thing we're definitely going to talk about when we 
come back is how much the internet has helped uh, the indie music scene um, since it's been I don't know 2006 or so yeah Yeah. so we'll talk about that when we come back it's the Encore Radio Show good morning morning coming up on a future episode of the Encore Radio Show I just need a bad bitch to cheat on I look like Don Cheeto everything I got has got a sequel I ride illegal I'm half man and half regal, I'm past equal, so fuck the ecosystem if it ain't about my ego. I put my bitch on the ice and now she's skating, spread eagle. They call me Hendrix, I spread peace and you spread evil. Fuck the penal system, more teaching and less needles. I dreamt this when I was three, I got power fists on my easel, sent letters to Rick. Parrot told him get up out of office. Hospice couldn't save my auntie, had to ante up a coffin. Fucking cancer ate a brain up. Same shit, they got my nigga Colin headache like a still step. Curb stomp from Seth Rollins and they still step to the depth of when death call me. But don't try to measure the depth of my next offering. I give my whole soul to them skin bones and a broken body pole. And obviously led me to a place where I'm token high. Mama, I promise all this token get you a token. The vet you always wanted in a home for me to smoke in a place for my sister chef at. She birthed a prodigy just like I lived in fucking left right. Now tell me where your head at, nigga. End up. And welcome back to the Encore Radio Show. So we're back in the studio still with Kaya Baby. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Hey, hey. Let's see. Where did we last leave off? Well, we left off talking about in the internet. That's what I really oh, yes, wanted to dive into. Oh, yes, the internet. How the internet has um, created the evolution. Well, it's kind of created a new wave of music. How we access music as consumers. And- Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how rappers Definitely. also access their network. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, what do you think is... I mean, I have my own opinion, but I don't rap. <laughs> so, what do you think is the most influential piece... Um, for the artist using the internet? Uh, sadly, I would say getting your followers up, <laughs> even though it should be getting your dollars up. But, <laughs> right. um, so sometimes, sometimes it works hand in hand. Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Not necessarily. You got, more, you got more followers than me, so you tell me. What's up? I, you see, I have like 10,000 plus followers, real followers. Mm-hmm. I don't purchase any followers. I'm too broke for that. Mm-hmm. And... I barely get likes on certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. it's like, just because you have all those followers doesn't mean people really actually support you. And I have that issue a lot, even when it comes to, like, doing parties or promoter mm-hmm. acts. Well, how many people can you bring out? Yeah. And I'll be like, well, I didn't ask to do this event. You asked yeah. me, can I come out to yeah. the event? Facts. That's not my job. I'm not Facts. a party promoter. Yeah. I have a difficult time selling tickets to my own show to mm-hmm. people that I know or mm-hmm. will call a friend. Or associate. Why do you think so, that is? So, like, you're mad dope. I have no you, idea. You're doing the damn thing. And people are... St- you think it's because it's New York itself, perhaps? Or it's... I think it's, like, the eggplant on the bike. <laughs> 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 Yo, that is going to be, like, this. That's going to be, like, one of the signatures for this. For this Honestly, I'm sure though, of it. Eggplant I'm on sure the bike. I yes. love it. I'm here I for it. I think it's, like, the eggplant on the bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you're right, though. You're right, though. Sometimes it Yeah, just... it's, it's true, because... I feel like if it's someone huge is headlining and maybe I'm opening up, people will come see me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until I get like a big superstar and then I'm amongst other superstars and people are going to want to love to come out. But for right now, people just don't like coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Do you do a lot of shows or is it? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. I host a lot of parties. Mm-hmm. Um, shows, I haven't been doing a lot, but I have been doing some recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be, when it comes to New York, from what I see, it has to be a group of people doing something in yeah. order for it to be successful. Yeah. I, I, I find that as well. I was actually very nervous. We just did our first event this past Wednesday. Oh. And um, I was very, I, I, I swear, I went 
so we talked about posting things on certain networks. Mm-hmm. I hid <laughs> on my Snapchat <laughs> for the whole day, and I was just posting about how anxious I was, how nervous I, saw I was. I your snaps too, though. You, it was so cute how nervous <laughs> he was, though. But it was a success, yeah. I think, considering. A lot of people came out. People I did, I did not know. Didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know what come out. People did come out. Some people didn't come out as well. People who I do know mm-hmm. and who are friends and were, like, texting me, like, throughout the whole night. Oh, I'm sorry. This came up and that came up. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. Like, it's no problem. Like, I'm not I'm not going to beef with you because you didn't yeah. come out with yeah. the event. You know? And it is hard for support. Like, I... I mean, I've lived, I've lived in multiple other other cities, and not just in America, but outside of America as well. And um, it is hard for support. And I won't just say that it is specifically for New York, but it does resonate a little bit more mm-hmm. in New York because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, living in North Carolina or living in Rhode Island or Connecticut. I can tell you that there's no train that you're gonna hop on yeah. to come to my show yeah. yeah you know you gotta get a ride and mm-hmm. i understand that like we had an artist shout out to hendrix he lives from dallas and he's like yeah well you know we can't like we can't do a weekday event because people can't come out to a shows or events or whatever during the week but in new york it's not really that excuse like mta mm-hmm. run all night bus and train you know right. so I, it's kind of like i i i'm iffy about it yeah. but i do understand um i would wish that you didn't have to go through that. I wish mm-hmm. all the artists have to go through that. Right. But I do find that when when there are group events with um, multiple artists, it does help because mm-hmm. you get a chance to see, a, you get a chance to open yourself up to a different crowd. Yep. You know, they may not know, like, so-and-so's art, so-and-so artists may not, um, they may not know you or mm-hmm. vice versa. And you get a chance and then you guys can talk back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes a lot of artists... They don't get a chance to sit down face to face with somebody and be like, oh, yeah, I heard your music, but I didn't yeah. see you or let's, let's link up and stuff like that. So pluses and minuses. Pluses mm-hmm. and minuses. Definitely. Um, how, in terms of connecting with your fan base, like getting a chance to actually like talk to them, um, uh, they post on your on your Instagram, you know, do you um, do you comment back? They post on your Facebook, do you comment back? Do you yeah. interact on Twitter a lot? Um, Twitter, no, I've been slacking on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um and Facebook because I can't take ignorance. Like, yeah. I really can't. If I didn't feel I, quote, unquote, needed social media, I probably would only have Instagram. Mm, really? Okay. But um, Twitter, usually I try to share whatever I post on Instagram to Twitter and to Facebook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when I do receive private messages, um, I do respond to them if they're appropriate. Okay. If they're inappropriate, I'm just going to plain old ignore you. Oh, I, I, you know? I, I, and, that's um, fair. Uh, comments like if it's something that has a lot of likes or comments on post I won't see everybody's comment yeah, right yeah, you know yeah. but sometimes I try to put thank you everybody but that's when I like Facebook better because mm. if I put thank you everybody you'll get the notification yeah. you're only gonna yeah. see thank you everybody on Facebook on Instagram if I tag you mm-hmm. and that's a lot yeah <laughs> yeah it is yeah. It's it a is. Lot. I don't want to be seeming like I'm mean sometimes but that's a lot to thank you thank you thank you thank you to 35 people yeah right? so sometimes um if you see, I do put up a post like once a month, like just thank you to everybody that's been supporting me and riding out with me and for whatever, downloading my music, watching my songs, sharing my posts. I do post like that in general. Mm-hmm. You know, some people still take things personal, but of course. generally mm-hmm. speaking, I always make sure I thank everybody as much as I can. And yeah. I definitely do respond to my fans. Nice. So how does your family respond to you as an artist? Um, They're very supportive, definitely. Um... Some of them are like it's like a gap in my family. Some of them are either older mm-hmm. or they're close to my age. Okay. So okay. yeah, the ones close to my age are very. The older ones are supportive too, but you know they always like you know you gotta 
this music business is shady. You gotta mm-hmm. be careful, you know. Yeah. Think of something else you wanna do. But they're definitely more definitely supportive mm-hmm. of anything that I do and helpful if I really do need the help. But um Everybody has their own problems in life, so I don't always mm-hmm. go. I don't ever actually go asking for any money when it comes to my music. I just do it mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. If you manager. couldn't have been a rapper, what else would you have chosen as a life? I guess profession. Um, probably basketball. I played oh. basketball my whole life. Oh, no. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got in a car accident uh-huh. and messed up <gasps> my knee and stuff. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, damn, kind of over for that. I know all about that. I just got into an accident. It's seven days from a year today. Wow. I was in a car accident. I broke my neck. <laughs> and wow. people don't realize that. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, 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 people don't know how life changing things like that are. Yeah. You know, you know, mm-hmm. would you have, went at, would you have continued, would you have played ball in college or would you have, Yeah. See? So yeah. people don't understand how life changing one thing. Yeah. could just throw everything mm-hmm. off. And I, know I, I mean, you. I still tried after that. Because mm-hmm. once I got hit by a car, like mm-hmm. before being in a car accident, I oh, was no. hit by a car, but it wasn't horrible. So mm-hmm. I was still good. I still continued to play. But then, like, on my downtime, I started working. And yeah, then that yeah. interferes with mm-hmm. practices. It was like, uh, pay the bills or <laughs> be broke yeah. play basketball. So <laughs> that also played a big part. I mean, not continuing to play basketball. Yeah. So how, how, I mean, you talked about um, being being broken, continuing playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes uh, as an entrepreneur and rappers are entrepreneurs as well, people mm-hmm. like as much as I hate that it's a music business, you know, and that, that is part of the whole game. Like you have to have certain funds to do certain mm-hmm. things. Do you find that sometimes uh, work compromises things that you want to do in your music? Um, as of right now, no. Um, because I'm currently not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I am gonna about to start working again. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anytime, any field I'm involved in, I always let my job know that I do do music. Ah, nice. Okay. Um, Bold. I love yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I, I have to be very honest with them because, like you said, social media. I don't want it to affect my job mm-hmm. or like, oh, what is this you're doing? Like, they may not like it mm-hmm. or whatever. So. I definitely let them know that I do do music, and I usually try to get a job that allows me to have weekends off and Mm -hmm. daytime hours so that if I do have to do something at night or host a party, I could just go, show my face, go home, go to sleep, go to work. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I show face, man. I love love that. I love that. In the past, it affected my music a lot. Like Mm. about four years ago, I had a nighttime shift. Sometimes I would have to stay overnight if somebody called out, Mm -hmm. and then Mm. I had to work weekends in the morning so it was kind of like I kind of had like one day off even Mm -hmm. though it was two I always had a staff meeting every week on my day off and I exactly and I had to go I was so exhausted and then I missed a lot of things like interviews like this Mm -hmm. podcast shows I just missed a lot because I had work now I'm like "Mm -mm, I gotta stick to Nine to five, weekends <laughs> off, I get a lot more done. Straight facts. Yes. Straight facts. I, I, I feel the same way. I, I actually left a job, a more lucrative mm-hmm. job, matter of fact, to be more consistent with this. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we have always been consistent, but I can tell you for a fact that, yeah, I used to be exhausted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still exhausted now, but now I can enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just yeah, you have, to, you have to make sacrifices, sacrifices in your life and compromise because... 
People just like, oh, if you want it, you got to go, no sleep. Like, no, that's not healthy. You <laughs> need not sleep. At all. <laughs> that's how people crash or fall asleep behind the wheel or just, I sit here, like, when we took a break, I'd be here. Like, <laughs> like, it's not cool. It's not cute. It's not healthy. Like, you hear certain artists like Rick Royce when he was talking about his conditions because he yeah. was doing so much and not getting sleep. And it's yeah. really not healthy. <sighs> as far as struggle and um, kind of, like, persevering through, do you feel as though artists have to go through that? Because I feel like... All, a lot of artists always talk about their personal struggle and it makes them as a person them as an artist mm-hmm. do you feel that artists have to go through some kind of strife to I guess have something to either talk about or um, toughen them up no you know? because uh, <laughs> you got ghostwriters <laughs> nowadays so oh! if you look the part <laughs> and somebody can write you the part and you can be the part then to each his own mm-hmm. um but no, I don't think so, because a, a lot of artists will warrant Biggie Smalls, for example. Mm-hmm. I watched the documentary on Netflix. It was a Tupac and Biggie Smalls, and they mm-hmm. were interviewing his mother. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was saying that I never let Biggie go to bed without a meal. Yeah. And he would rap about in his song, like, some nights I didn't eat, this, that, no, no heat. And she was like, Biggie just was Biggie. Like, he was in the streets, you know, he was doing what he was doing, but I never let him go. Yeah. Without a meal. Not saying that he's a liar or portraying something that he wasn't, you mm-hmm. know. Maybe some days he didn't have enough to eat mm-hmm. for himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he may have felt like uh, this little ass meal. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was his way of expressing it. But, um, no, I don't feel like you have to go through hardships. Because nowadays people glorify things that they don't even have, like a bunch of jewelry and cars and money. And it's like, it's no struggling. It. Right. Uh, or re rent it. Or it's just, mm-hmm. you know, people just want to have a, a positive mindset a lot of times. So if you could rap about it, like, you would give somebody hope. Like, I want that one day. Even if yeah. you don't have it, like, I want that one day. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about this song, Southside. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Um, what what inspired? Obviously, you're from Southside. It's from mm-hmm. Southside. Whatever. I think I saw like a. I don't know whether it was. Uh, so it was somewhere on social media. We were like, oh no, nah, if you're from Southside, Bronx, Southside, mm-hmm. Southside, South Brooklyn, Bronx. wherever. Like you should really, you should really rock with this record, whatever. Oh, you a hater. <laughs> so talk to me about the talk to me about the, the track, whatever. Uh, what inspiration the Southside have for you? Well, what does Southside mean to you? Um, definitely an inspiration from coming from Southside. And but I did wanted to make it a regional record with all South Sides can relate to it because you know here Little Wayne reps the South Side, yeah. uh, Little Boozy reps the South Side mm-hmm. out in New Orleans or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like it's a South Side everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the second verse I had some Queens references, but mm-hmm. the first and third and some of the second is anywhere, any South Side and actually any hood. You could be from North Side, West Side, mm-hmm. East Side. Any hood can relate to it. But I definitely got the influence from. Southside, I never really lived in the 40 Projects for a long time. Mm-hmm. I stayed there uh, for a few months, off and on, off and on, at my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. And um, I always was just over there, like around. I've seen so yeah. much. I've been through so much there. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot there. Yeah, uh, You hear a lot there. And it's definitely... If you there, it'll change your life. Like it teach you how to still kill, mm-hmm. rob, survive. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I learned a lot from Southside. That's definitely where the inspiration came from in that song. So the hip hop culture itself, mm-hmm. right? It, I, I like to classify it, and I mean, I'm sure other people do. I don't want to just kind of quote this on myself, but a lot of people classify it as the voice of the people, um, a voice of the people. I mean, almost to the sense that the voice of the, the voice of the oppressed, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of that has to do with survival. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with 
you know, going from trying to make trying to make shit work, you know, paycheck to paycheck type mm-hmm. stuff, whatever. Like, yo, I am hungry at night, whatever, or I, you know, I'm not getting enough sleep, but I'm trying to grind. I watched this. I watched something the other day. It really was like some asshole shit, but um, basically, someone had said someone referenced to like eighty five eighty five thousand dollars a year as a lot of money, which shit i'll make eighty five thousand dollars a year so that is a lot of money mm-hmm. to me and um someone said oh yeah that's cute that's not that's not a lot of money and i'm like whoa <laughs> i this is a different this is a different lifestyle to what many people live so how do we as um curators of um hip-hop music or hip-hop in general how do we find a way to uh explain to people who don't understand hip-hop that this is our way of life and this is what we're trying to express to you um, I, I don't know. I think probably doing more movies. Mm. Like, Straight Outta Compton was the mm-hmm. movie of the year. Facts. And when I went to go see I saw it late. I saw it way late, like mm. a month late. <laughs> but when I finally got to see it, the movie theater was predominantly Caucasians. Really? And okay. I was really shocked. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, I appreciate people like that who come mm. out and get to want to learn. Yeah. Because... I mean, come on. You were listening to NWA. <laughs> 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 I, d- I highly doubt that, you know, they were listening to NWA and EZE yeah. and IT and all of them back yeah. in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I think if we start putting more of a positive message, uh, the way we use our words, even myself, the way I choose to use my words sometimes, mm-hmm. would definitely help people get the picture of the oppressed or why it is the way it is or why certain people do the things they do. Do you feel like you would be compromising yourself to... Or compromising yourself or your music to kind of uh, simmer it down when in actuality the people who live it actually understand every single word you're talking about. No, why? No, I don't. I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. I think um, I've been through a lot, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. definitely what I'm saying is I've been through it, mm-hmm. so people can relate to it. If I have, I do have a song actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Night and Day. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling it in a, uh, you would think it's a third-person point of view because when, after I recorded it, the engineer was like, yo, that's about you. And I was like, no. He was like, oh, my God, I was sitting here tearing. Oh. I was about to give you a hug. Yeah, like, it's, real, it's a deep song. I was like, nah, it's not. You got to tell not. us about it. Come on. You can um, it's a persona song, yeah. then. Um, it's called Night and Day. It's pretty much about, like, each verse, I talk about uh, certain years of a girl's, like from when she's like 12 to mm-hmm. when she's like 16 and mm-hmm. when she's like 21. Mm-hmm. I pretty much explained about having a bad life, you know, her mother, you know, having men in and out, mm-hmm. uh, getting raped, mm-hmm. different men touching her. Mm-hmm. Younger, She's younger, so I made her be attracted to an older guy who was really no good, but she mm-hmm. didn't know any better because her yeah. mother wasn't a good example. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a song like that. So that has nothing to do with me, yeah. but I, I know some girls that can relate to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know some girls that can relate to it. I can't pinpoint one girl like the whole song is about her, but yeah. I know s- several different girls that mm-hmm. can relate to some part of that I song. Thought, yeah. So. What was the feedback like on that song? I didn't put it out yet. Re- oh, what? okay, okay. Oh, I'm waiting Exclusive. for that. Yeah, I didn't put it out yet. I, I might say that for an EP because it's really deep. Okay. Wow. I didn't put it out yet. Mm-hmm. How long ago did you record it? I'll say about three years ago. Really? Oh, okay. mm-hmm. wow. so then what gave you the inspiration for 2015? Yeah, I think 2012 I did it. Okay. Um, it came with the hook, and mm. the hook was from uh, what movie is that? Set it off. Mm, okay. Oh, so okay. It yeah. came with a it came with that sample. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how can I 
flip this song and make it a little touchy. I didn't want to make it, you know, so rough and hip hop yeah. about robbing a bank. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just flipped it. Like the beat, the tempo, the hook, it just, that's what I got from it. Mm-hmm. How do you hold on to a song? I did ask someone else this question, whatever, and they said, I asked Diamond Dozen this question, matter of fact, and he said that, you know, we're in a, we're in a, a place right now where holding on to music is so hard. Mm-hmm. How do you hold on to a song that good for three years? <laughs> um, so I, I feel like it's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. feel, I feel like if I put it out now, it's going to get overlooked. Okay. I feel like mm-hmm. when I have a bigger platform, it's going to be a great song. It's going to be a great message. Yeah. I respect and, that. And, um, yeah, I just feel like it's the time that record, like, when you make timeless songs as an artist, and by timeless, I mean, like, Doodle Brown, for example. Mm-hmm. That song was way ahead of its time. It was a hit back then, and you put it on right now still, and everybody's like, oh, I got to find a dancing partner. Like, <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not saying that's a good motivational song, <laughs> but it's a timeless record. That's what I mean when I say something timeless. Like um, I feel Drake makes a lot of good timeless songs. Like yeah. the mm-hmm. songs that he has from years ago is still good now. Um, the Know Your Name song I put out, I mm-hmm. feel like it was so dope. We wanted to put it out, but I I feel like I put it out too early because mm-hmm. it's really I really do feel like that's a good barbecue song. It's a wedding song. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it was overlooked. The video got it a lot of. Okay. Listen. Okay. Mm. So, how important are visuals to you? Very important. Okay. Very important. Because, like I said, the visuals for Know Your Name uh, featuring Yobi on that also got a lot of good feedback. Like, people love that video. And people are like, that video so dope. Where you was at? That's a good camera. <laughs> and that stuff, like, as an artist, I didn't even pick up a lot of that stuff a lot of times. I yeah. feel like if your video is good quality and it's, you know, it keeps my attention, then it's mm. dope video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I, 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 I like I like storylines. I like storylines. Mm-hmm. Like story mm-hmm. Me know? too. I don't like watching videos and the, the damn thing. Just something else. It's just like a bunch of scenes and cut yeah. scenes. And I was like, yeah. Am I following this or no? <laughs> yeah. My nothing new video didn't really have a storyline, mm-hmm. but um, I liked it because the location was so different. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I saw a video. Um, who was it? Oh, Justin Bieber put out the video not too long ago. I want to think like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And the video, I can I couldn't pinpoint where he was, and I don't even know if he was even in the damn country. <laughs> I, I, if if I had to guess, I'd say it was like Ireland or someplace in like Washington State. It mm-hmm. was just mad trees and mad greenery. It was a bit, and it wasn't even that. It was just regular video, and I was like, "Yo, this shit is dope!" Like, <laughs> I like I like I like visuals. You know, like I think a video sometimes should take you someplace. Yes, um, should take you someplace literally. That's why I know? love Missy Elliott. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yes. Uh. A new video for uh, WTF is mm. definitely dope, and it doesn't even stand for what the fuck. It stands for mm. where they from. That's why I yeah, love Missy. Yeah, like yeah. her creativity. It's all, like people will argue me down, like, time. but she don't got bars. I'm like, so what? Like she has bars first of all, but she don't have <laughs> exactly. to have a punchline bars. But exactly. right? she has bars, and it's dope. She's dope. She's nobody will ever. It would never be another Missy Elliott. Uh, and ever, right? Like, yeah. and Missy that's such a, a great thing. Like she's such an idol. Not to say that um, Nikki and Kim aren't idols, but they always get compared to each other. You mm-hmm. never hear nobody say, here go another Missy Elliott. Like, it's, never. You hear, oh, she another Fox. Oh, she another Kim. Yeah. Oh, she another Nikki. You never hear another Missy, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. And she's really a dope artist. So, talking about comparisons, who have you been compared to as an artist? Everybody, except <laughs> Missy Elliott. <laughs> wait, how was someone compared to, like, Lil' Kim? What the... I don't know. Actually, I've never got compared to Little Kim. I'm about to Nikki, say. Nikki, yes. Mm. Um, 
Fox, yes. No. Um, left Eye before, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, would that's you, about it. Would you feel like you're closer to Left Eye? Because I don't, I don't see Foxy mm-hmm. Brown. Mm-hmm. I don't see Nicki Minaj at all. What? Mm-hmm. I, I think the Nikki thing might be somewhat. I, mean, in terms of I think perhaps? it's a South South Queens thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's all it is. Um, I think I, the, the funny thing is when I wrote that, when I asked the question about, about your style, it was originally because I was thinking about Left Eye. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think that's the most. That's where I would compare you to the most, or who I would compare I you to the most. I get that the most. When I was yeah. Lope Dog for Halloween, people mm-hmm. thought I was Left Eye. Some people <laughs> thought I was Left Eye. Yeah. I, I just think that. In terms of being comfortable with who you are, that's something that Left Eye definitely was, Left Eye was a master of, and I mm-hmm. think you definitely are right, right, right along that those same lines as well. Yeah, a little nutcase. <laughs> she was so crazy. She was missing she was so much. Too wild. Oh, she was like the female Tupac. <laughs> yeah, wild. yeah, yes, so yes, yes. Definitely the female Tupac. What um, so what producers are are, are you? custom working with and what producers do you want to work with in the future um definitely my boy lee mm-hmm. on the beats mm-hmm. i worked with him a long time ago he came such a long way he works mm-hmm. with uh, dj Khaled now nice he signed to the we the best mm-hmm. um right now i work with my producer nate i've been working with him for about three four years mm-hmm. he did my whole last mixtape every nice. beat on there is from him and uh we have a, a bunch of songs like how you say you don't put out we have a bunch of songs i never put out um, I definitely want to work with Timbaland, mm-hmm. Dre, Mike Will, definitely, mm-hmm. uh, you know, give me a little DJ mustard beat. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I like working with other upcoming mm-hmm. producers because mm-hmm. they really have great beats and those producers are good to get now because they really haven't found their sound yet. So you'll have a different sound when you yeah. have a new song. You'll have Which a is perfect. Mm-hmm. Which is perfect. I think that. With with producers, I don't know, I've, I've always been enamored with producers because I find that they don't. There are no words on their tracks. This is mm-hmm. this this is literally how they feel in a sonic form. Mm-hmm. You know, so either you like it or you don't. And sometimes, obviously, you know, people like they hop on a sound that doesn't belong to them, mm-hmm. and eventually. And I mean, I I feel like it's the same way with artists as well. Like artists, they got a flow from someone that they else they heard and mm-hmm. they have other flows and eventually the flow becomes theirs you know yeah. based off of how they've tweaked it to themselves I agree I think that it should it's the same way you know but I do like uh, producers that are out there that, that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big on I'm big on production I'll sit down I'll listen to a beat tape all day mm-hmm. yeah no beats are definitely a whole another dimension <laughs> what kind of what, what are some beats that you really like to man, are you more of a boom bap or what, what do you want I like storytelling beats. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I think a lot of producers know that because a lot of producers send me that, but I don't like to get too stuck into it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I'm not say- too big on party beats. <laughs> I oh. try, uh-huh. but I'm not too big on I like them, but I just, that's not me. Like, I can't, it's hard for me to make a party song. Mm. So no trap beats or anything like that? Oh, yeah, I definitely, I do trap beats. Okay. I mean, yeah, I do trap beats. So then how do you find a storytelling? I've never even heard that term, storytelling beat. How do you find? It's so hard to explain if you're not really a rapper. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I hear that, yeah. It's like, you just feel it. Like, yeah. oh, this is about to be a deep song. Mm. Mm. Like, okay. something like that. But if some if somebody ruins it, it's like. Is it no. like with Kendrick's song, <laughs> Sing About Me, I'm Dying to Thirst, like that beat? Um, 
I'm not really sure if I know that song. It's How's off, it go? Um, ooh, don't ask me to say it. Um, <laughs> but you know a song, um, and when the light shines in, and it's my turn to settle down. You know that song from um, Good Kid, Mad City? No. Okay, all right, damn. Okay, well, when you listen to it, let me know if you think that's a, that's a storytelling beat, because I feel like that is. Um, I'm trying to think of a beat that might be considered a storytelling beat. See, if you guys heard this song, you would know what I was talking about. You gotta send it to us. We, I love him. I love hair music. I love hair music. Uh, all right, like a quiet storm. That's something I would call a dark beat. Okay. Like, okay. I like beats like that. It's not really a storytelling beat, but it's dark, and you still get the the hip hop feel of it. So, mm-hmm. so, so basically, basically something that when you listen to, it's not too overpowering. It's something that people like. People can enjoy the beat, but also know that mm-hmm. there are words that are going to be attached that you actually need to listen to. Yes. Okay. So I'd rather say like a dark beat. Okay. Rather than storytelling, because all songs mostly are storytelling mm-hmm. if you think about it being literal. But um, yeah, I guess dark beats. Is, I really like dark beats. Mm-hmm. Trap beats I like too. Nice. Okay. So a uh, a couple of months ago now, I guess I guess at this point, uh, Stro. Um, formerly known as Astro went to Hot 97 he had an interview with Ebro in the morning yeah and Ebro basically told him that if you're not moving in the club we can't like we can't we can't put you on radio because people not asking for you you know so with you not being able to make like a, or you not liking to make like a party record how do you feel like you are going to progress in the city here do you feel like you may have to leave the city or no, I can make party tracks. Um, I have several of them. Mm-hmm. I just don't. That's not what I focus on. Like, oh, yeah. my gosh, let me knock out 10 beats for this party. And whatever mm-hmm. one the DJ likes, they like, no. Mm-hmm. If I hear a beat and I feel like it could be go crazy in the club, then, yeah, I'll definitely do it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like I don't do the beat justice because yeah. that's really not my department because I'm not in the club a lot. Mm-hmm. When I feel I feel like as me for me as an artist, I just rap about my experience. Mm-hmm. So when I do start going out more, traveling more, going to a bunch of parties and seeing how people party in different cities and states, then I'll probably get the gist of it a little more. But for right now, I just know how to talk about what I'm going through or what I would like to achieve sooner or later. Nice. Sooner than later actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Man. Do you agree with Ebro though? What he said about like you need to be popping in the yes, and I'm and I'm actually happy that he said it, um, and not an artist because if an artist says it, it's like well, she just mag, she don't get her record player, he just mag. <laughs> but being that he's no, he's in the business, he knows it's true. If you're not hot in the club, the DJs don't like you. Got to think at the end of the day, it's still a competition amongst DJs too. They want to know like yo, whose song is this? I gotta get this record. I want to play. I, I don't want to seem like I'm following every other DJ. I gotta play this record before all the DJs start playing it. So yeah, that's definitely Ebro wasn't lying. But you only really hear you only really hear that competition in the club. Like right. uh, like if you go to multiple clubs and you listen to multiple DJs, mm-hmm. you may hear authentic hip hop shit mm-hmm. there. But when you these same DJs playing on the same two hip-hop stations we got here in the city and they playing the same shit you know that's that's i mean from a from a a fan of hip-hop mm-hmm. music that is frustrating to me that's why I, I i don't listen to the radio like that part i don't actually i don't even have to be honest i don't even have a radio in my house i have um i listen to a lot of indie shows mm-hmm. i listen to, i'm on soundcloud every day 
heavy. Okay. I'll just I'll I'll start with an artist that I know, whatever, and I'll just hit play. I'll let SoundCloud take me wherever the hell they take me. Mm-hmm. And I'll just kinda like run with it. And that's kinda how I actually ran into you. Nice. You know? Mm-hmm. I, so like I, I after I looked you up after I heard your music, whatever, let's I looked you up. Um, I saw that you um, that you knew um, Nate Riches, and I was like, oh shit, like yo, oh, he know. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh she know Nate. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's mm-hmm. bad, like, cause I know Nate don't put on nobody he don't like. So it was just like straight, straight love after that, whatever. And I reached out and shout out to you and your manager yeah. that both getting back to me. I appreciate that a lot. Um, so what's going on for 2016? Definitely, I want to put out an EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, before then, I want to just throw out a mixtape because. Uh, like we spoke about earlier, when I'm pushing a single, mm-hmm. I really forget sometimes. Well, I don't per se necessarily forget. It just mm-hmm. I don't have time sometimes to work on a mixtape. But yeah. uh, right now, I definitely want to knock out a little freestyle mixtape. Mm-hmm. Maybe eight, no more than ten freestyles, mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. beats, mm-hmm. like classics. Um, I was definitely gonna get this video done for Southside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for 2016, I definitely want to work on putting out an EP. Definitely dropping my next single in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, has G Lloyd on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, Eli Groves. I don't know if you heard him. Nah, He's a singer. I'm not, it's Gro- Grove or Groove, one or the other. Okay. He's definitely a dope upcoming singer, too. And just take it from there. Keep doing these shows. Definitely going to travel more, though. Yeah. That was my so next I'm question. Gonna, yeah, I'm definitely going to travel more. Um, reach these other stations that's been playing me. Um, mm-hmm. Albany, definitely Philly. Mm-hmm. Go back to New Orleans. They show mm-hmm. a lot of love out there. Yeah. And, um, Definitely hit up Miami, go record out there. Got an artist, Lana, out there. She's a singer as well I'm going to work with. Nice. And, um, yeah, like, when I go out, I just got to make sure I'm recording or working or going to stations and saying what's up to the DJs, thank you to the DJs or whatever. So I'm definitely going to do a little little tour. Nice. A little tour. Nice. I, I really like, like, I feel that, like an artist can be successful locally. Mm-hmm. I feel like that can happen, you know. Certainly over time, whatever consistency that can happen. Definitely. I find that for an artist to go national, like a lot of like some artists do really want to go national. Some are very comfortable with where they at, but some want to go national. You got to leave your state. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying be out of here for six months to a year and come back and nobody ain't here, nobody here in New York ain't seen yeah. you in all that time. Mm-hmm. You know, well, two weeks here there, whatever. Go to a show. Talk to talk to some people, record mm-hmm. with some local artists, come back, hit another place. Oh, blind! I know it's hard, and I know it, it takes a lot of time and money and whatnot to organize. But you know, this is some these are things that people. This is people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know? People live hip hop. People live to be an artist. You know, you. Yeah, it's so. all about investing in yourself exactly. wisely. Right? Exactly. Ooh, I would, and people would just like, yeah, invest in yourself. And people get the wrong idea, like, okay, I spent all my money on this, and now I'm flat broke. <laughs> uh, what I'm gonna do? I'm about but. two thousand. I'm about twenty thousand followers on Instagram. People gonna love me. Uh, actually, no, that's not how that works. Actually, yeah. Um, definitely investing in yourself as an artist is definitely a must. Mm-hmm. A must, like wisely. Also, mm-hmm. not just blowing it. Video. If you need to do a video, do your video. Mm-hmm. If you gotta find something, you know, cheap that looks very fashionable to put on, mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. But artists kill themselves trying to keep up with the Joneses mm-hmm. and get a video and pay to put it on blogs. It's, that's a lot of money. And then that also stops you. It, it hinders you from being consistent because now you have to get your money back up. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't make no money from the last project, it's like now you got to wait to do something yeah. again because you spent so much on the last project. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. It's mm-hmm. difficult. Um, and it can certainly uh, test your will. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really do appreciate 
the years you put into the game so far and the it's, years that you will put into the game yes, thank you. in the mm-hmm. future uh, I, I really I, I don't I don't I don't talk to I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I. S. Jones I. S. Jones was telling me yesterday matter of fact that she's like you know why is, well, I think I, yesterday or this morning matter of fact probably. yeah she's like why she's like, you, she's like non-Korea show they bring on extraordinary they bring on extraordinary talent and I'm like you know I don't I wouldn't use the word extraordinary you know I like to bring on people that I really like to listen to mm-hmm. you know like I, I know been putting in work or whatever, and I mean, and I have no problem. Like I'm the first, the second artist, second set of artists, matter of fact, that we had on this season, they were three 18 year olds from Brooklyn. You know, I'm not I, like I don't I don't look out for I don't just look for people who've been in the game five years, ten years, I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever. Like I mm-hmm. like I know like I feel like I know talent. And if yeah. if I, someone who feels like they feel like I don't know talent, well, fuck you. But I I feel like <laughs> yeah. I know talent, you know, and I feel like I know like my style and all I want to do for this show at the very least, whatever is show mm-hmm. people like, hey, this is the style. I, uh, this is the style I like these mm-hmm. artists. I like whatever in here. You know, do you like it too? <laughs> I appreciate that. As an artist, I appreciate that. Thank you. A lot of artists don't. I appreciate mm-hmm. you, and I appreciate all of you guys who've been on the show so far. <laughs> this is so for those who yeah. listening now. We recording this now. It is November the fourteenth. You got to probably hear this sometime the second week in December or so. And um, it's, so it's, this is more like my end of year speech, basically. Aww, we love you okay. all. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, holidays yes. are upon us. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So pretty much. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank um, you for having me. We're so grateful for how exceptional you are. Um. Grateful to chop it up with you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. You guys were a great, interesting interview. Thank mm-hmm. you, and thank you yes. for being honest. Because people be coming here and just be lying. Do they? Oh my too? goodness! <laughs> no, no, people, you gotta, people be hella shady though. Listen, in this business, people have jobs, and their jobs is to you know get your information. <laughs> So they can know what to ask you. I'm not gonna yeah. go to the next show and be like, "Yeah, so I heard that you said." And I'm like, <laughs> uh, when? Or well, they might try to ask you the same question. Yeah, I give yeah, a yeah. different answer. I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. All right, folks. Well, it's the Uncle Radio Show here with Kai Baby. Kai so, Baby. So KaiBabyMusic.com or Kai Baby? No, KaiBaby.com. KaiBaby.com. The uh, oh, I'm telling you. The, uh, YouTube is Kai Baby Music. That's why I just tell people go to KaiBaby.com because they're going to get confused. Like, it's an underscore, it's the music. <laughs> yeah. KaiBaby.com. Everything is there. SoundCloud, yeah. Link, mm-hmm. um, the player actually is there. Oh, nice. oh nice. Mm-hmm. Look, look at um, Next the level. YouTube mm-hmm. little box is there, but mm-hmm. at the top, the very top mm-hmm. in the right hand corner yeah. has. Every icon. And it works for mobile as well. I was on it this morning. (laughs) Hey, holla. All right, folks. It's the Encore Radio Show. Good morning. Good morning. The Encore Radio Show is an indie creative network production recorded at Redbird Studio and executively produced by Chris Scope Aesthetic.